Well, hey, I'm Todd, and I want to welcome you to another reading of the Bible. We left off in Acts chapter 18 with Paul. He was in Corinth. He's staying with a couple named Priscilla and Aquila, and he's making tents. And now when Silas and Timothy have joined, he's preaching the gospel just like he did before. And he has this vision. He has a vision where Jesus speaks to him and says, Do not be afraid. I am with you. Jesus goes on to tell Paul that the people of the city are his and that he wants Paul to continue to preach there. And so Paul does that for a year and a half. It says he teaches the word of God. Now, how awesome was that for Paul? He's having this moment where he's not getting tortured, beaten, and bruised. And he's actually teaching the word and people are coming to know the Lord. And he's he's working with his hands, making tents. It's got to be a great time in Paul's life, something that he would fondly remember. And yesterday I also mentioned that Corinth is a pretty unholy place. Uh, Corinth is like in the United States, we think of uh, Las Vegas as Sin City. It's this crossroads in the desert where where the roads come together. Corinth was a crossroads where two um, water bodies came together in a very narrow little slip of land. And they would bring all the cargo across. So I picture something from like Pirates of the Caribbean, just complete sin, complete loss of morality. And that's where Paul sets up shop for a year and a half, preaching and teaching the gospel. In Acts chapter 18, we see a turn, and all of a sudden things go from really good to really bad. Verse 12, But when Gallio became governor of Acacia, some Jews rose up against Paul and brought him before the governor for judgment. How many times is Paul going to get dragged before the authorities by the Jews and beaten, tortured, and whatever else? This is like, I can't even count how many times this has happened. And so Paul's got to be thinking, really? Again? Jesus, you promised you'd take care of me. Why are you leaving me? That's got to be what Paul's thinking. And then things turn. Verse 13. The Jews accuse Paul of persuading people to worship God in ways that are contrary to our law. Now, they don't accuse him of blasphemy. They don't accuse him of some other crime about teaching falsely. They accuse him of persuading people to worship God in a contrary way. Meaning that Paul is still persuading people to worship God in their eyes. He's just persuading them to worship God through Jesus. Verse 14, But just as Paul started to make his defense, Gallio turned to Paul's accusers and said, Listen, you Jews, if this were a case involving some wrongdoing or a serious crime, I would have a reason to accept your case. But since this is merely a question of words and names, your Jewish and your Jewish law, take care of it yourselves. I refuse to judge such matters. So Galileo is just kind of impartial. He doesn't really care. He just like, get out of my hair. I've got to get back to doing whatever I was I was doing. You know, I'm chilling in my toga. Leave me alone. Verse 16. And he threw the Jews out of the courtroom. Now, Paul's got to be pretty excited about this because this is the first time that the Jews have lost in this court of opinion. It's the first time that the Christians have won in this battle over uh, what should be allowed in the Roman Empire. And Paul's got to be celebrating. And then verse 17, the crowd then grabbed Stothenes, the leader of the synagogue, and beat him right there in the courtroom. But Gallio paid no attention. Think about that. Your enemy is now getting beaten by the crowd. And I'm sure there was some part of Paul that was like, yes, 
finally, you're going to get what I've been getting this whole time. Because Paul, after all, is just a human. He's just an average guy. And anybody would be excited to see their enemy get beaten. Except for Jesus tells us the opposite. He says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. I'm going to say it again. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So in your life, there's probably somebody who maybe they're not actively persecuting you. Maybe they're not actively an enemy, but there's somebody in your life that you just don't like. You really wish they would just go away. You don't like the way they treat you, the way they act around you, the things that they do. You just don't like them and you want them to go away. Would you love them? and pray for them, as Jesus says. Because I have to believe that Paul didn't want Stothenes to get beat up. In fact, he wanted Stothenes to come to know the Lord. That was his ultimate goal. That's what Paul ultimately wanted and prayed for. And so I want to ask you to do a couple things. Number one, Paul had a vision, and he had to feel like nothing was coming from it when he's getting dragged before the leaders. And then Jesus rescues him. And he had to praise God rather than just forget, as so many times we do. We forget what happened. We forget the fact that God answered our prayer. And number two, the people in our lives who are so difficult, I pray that we would have the courage to love them and pray for them. God, you are such a loving and merciful God. So often we forget when you answer our prayers, and we forget to pray for the people who persecute us. And I pray today that people would come to mind that we can pray for, care for, and love in a way that they would be drawn closer to you because ultimately they are your children, no matter how much harm they bring to our lives. God, we thank you. We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.